You're listening to Shalise's Podcast. All right. Well, Father, we thank you for another broadcast. We thank you for this series on Manifestation Mastery. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are our teacher. We thank you that you love leading and guiding us into all truth. And you love this topic. You love teaching us how to release heaven on earth. You love teaching us how to renew our minds and shed the things that are not true. And so we just give you the reins today. Take us where we need to go. Make this uh, podcast clear to folks, Lord. Release a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you and bring us into a place of greater rest in who we are in Christ, uh, a place where we are experiencing the state of abiding in Jesus more frequently, more consistently, so that the inner reality of heaven can manifest in the outer reality of this world. And so, Father, we just, um, we're just so grateful that we know Jesus. We're so grateful for the gospel and we're so grateful for this community. We're so grateful for the body of Christ. We're just so grateful today, Father, for the things that you're teaching us. So I just yield my mind. I yield my body. Uh, use me today, Father, to speak the truth and communicate clearly, uh, the things that you would have us understand and embrace on our journey to the fullness of the stature of Jesus, on the journey of being conformed to the image of Christ. So we give you thanks, we give you praise for it, and we call it done in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, awesome, you guys. This is uh, part four of our Manifestation Mastery series, and I'm honestly not sure how long this series is going to go. I've kind of been keeping my team on pins and needles with this because I want to sit in this topic, I don't know, just as long as the Holy Spirit would would want us to sit in this topic because there is so much uh, that he has for us. There's so much of heaven to release in uh, in this plant, on this planet. And so we've covered a lot of ground in the series. And today I want to just kind of pick up with the concept that manifestation is something that's always happening. Okay. Um, I've talked about this in previous episodes, and I just want to kind of bring us back to this point as we're kicking things off today and just remind us that, you know, being a manifester is, is how we're designed. And what I mean by that is that this is something that's happening all the time. Our thoughts are creative. Our words are creative. Faith is always happening. The question is always about what are we having faith in? What are we believing in? What are we focused on? What are we thinking about? What are we talking about? And if we become observers of our thoughts and observers of our emotions and observers of our words, we will, we will understand, um, why the things that we have in our life we have. Um, and it honestly, sometimes it's, it's harder to, to, to notice that about ourselves, but we know this is true when we look at other people. You know, it, sometimes it's just easier to see in other people's lives. You're, you're easy to see that someone that is always talking negatively <clears throat> only sees negative things and their perception is coming out of a lens of magnifying the negative things in their life. And the truth is, is that <clears throat> all of us have kind of like this default way of being. And it's, you know, comes out of our life programming. It comes out of uh, just our life experiences. 
It comes out of a personality that we have and a self-image that we have adopted as a result of the things that we've learned over the course of our life. And if we, if we begin to notice this in ourselves and other people, um, I call this kind of an emotional home that people live in, meaning that, you know, there are people that just kind of live in the state of anger. There are people that live in the state of depression. There are people that live in a state of grief, um, an emotional home of these different states of being. And when you when you notice that about someone, like if you just notice there's that, that you know, I can say I have family members or you, I'm sure that you just know someone like that lives in, in just a perpetual state, it seems like of anger, right? And they're always finding things to be angry about. And when you live in that emotional home, guess what? You are going to find things to be angry about. If you live in the state of sadness or the state of grief, you're always going to find things to be sad about. It's like whatever emotional home or whatever state of being we kind of live in habitually, it's like we put on a pair of sunglasses that, that are colored by that state, covered by, colored by that emotional well, you know, that emotional way of being. And so when we live in anger, we find things to be angry about. When we live in peace, we, we, we experience uh, the world as a peaceful place. And so, you know, this is one of the things about the media why, and, and so many, it's one of the reasons why I feel like so much of so many Christians need to honestly unplug from all of that because we live in a world system that is just driving fear into us, driving conflict into us, driving, you know, us and them and right and wrong and things to be upset about all the time. And the truth is heaven is a peaceful place. And that's where we live. That's where we move. That's where we have our being inside of God. And so it's why the scriptures tell us to, you know, focus on things that are lovely and pure and of good report. It's it's why in Colossians chapter three, it says to, you know, um, set your mind on things above, on the realities of, of heaven, right? And, and not be distracted by the things of the, of the natural realm. It's because what we focus on and where we live internally is how we're going to experience life externally. And it's honestly how what, what's going to be manifesting out of our own heart. You know, we were created in the image of God who is creative. Um, God created everything that he sees by his words, everything that we see by his words. We've talked about Jesus and how he spoke to storms and how he could he cursed a fig tree and it shriveled up and died. We talked about Matthew eleven twenty three and eleven twenty four that says, you know, whosoever shall say to this mountain, be cast into the sea and not doubt in his heart will have whatever he says. Uh, we've talked about, um, you know, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. Uh, but, you know, we've talked about as a man thinketh in his heart so easy. But the truth is, is that human beings are creative by nature and what we meditate on it actually produces fruit in our life. The inner world produces the outer world. That's why in 1 John 3, it says, Beloved, I pray that you would prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. So we've talked about it from the context of health, right? The placebo effect and the nocebo effect that, you know, people can take a sugar pill and in a clinical trial of a new drug. And because they believe that they've taken something that is going to help them and heal them, they actually heal even though they didn't take the actual drug. We talked about the nocebo effect, right? That when you believe something is harmful to you or you believe something will make you sick, well then it's the belief in that that actually <clears throat> causes the manifestation of it. It's not necessarily the drug. It's not necessarily, <clears throat> you know, whatever it is that, that 
is you're partaking in, it's what you believe about it, that our beliefs manifest. And it's not just our conscious beliefs, it's our subconscious beliefs. So just kind of want to, you know, get us back into the state of understanding that we're always manifesting, that our thoughts are creative, that our words are creative, that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so manifestation is not something <clears throat> that we have to like try to do. Um, it's something that's always happening. But I'm calling it manifest manifestation mastery because we want to master manifesting heaven. We want to master manifesting abundance. We want to manifest the gospel in our lives, right? We want to manifest the truth. We don't want to be manifesting lies. We don't want to be manifesting the things that come from the curse. We don't want to be manifesting hell on earth, right? We want to be manifesting the truth of the gospel. And so today, what I want to talk about, I want to, I want to talk a little bit about this space between desire and the space between the manifestation of something, meaning um, whatsoever things we desire, when we pray, believe we receive them and we shall have them. So that's Mark 11, um, 24. And, you know, it says when we pray, believe we receive and we'll have them. And so we've talked about the scripture. So I'm not going to unpack it completely today, but I want to talk about this time between the, this, this, you have a desire, you have a request. It's in heaven. You know that it's your birthright, right? Abundance is our birthright. Health is our birthright. Divine health is our birthright. Um, peace is our birthright. Like these things that belong to us in Christ through our union with Jesus. Like these are the normal things that are supposed to be a part of our lives because and it's not that we don't have trials. We don't have tribulations, but but when you go through, um, when you have heaven on the inside of you, a storm is not a problem, right? A fruitless fig tree is not a problem. Lack is not a problem because abundance and you're being governed by another reality internally. So the seen realm is never a problem for someone who's living in the reality of heaven internally. And so what I want to talk about today is when you're you're in a contradiction, right? So maybe you're experiencing lack, you're experiencing sickness, you're experiencing something that is not heaven on earth. And it's your desire to receive heaven on earth. It's your desire to manifest heaven on earth. And so, you know, you're making the decision, okay, I'm going to manifest abundance. I'm going to manifest health. All right. I'm going to manifest something other than what the scene realm is currently reflecting back to me. And so many times we'll will you know speak to something or will pray for something and we'll think okay i've received it and how do you know you've received it because you can see it is done you already have it we've talked about that right like you have to have something in the spirit before you have something in the natural and so you're like okay i've received it i have abundance i the bills are paid the debt is paid um, my body is healed. The pain is gone. Whatever it is, whatever the contradiction is to heaven, you are in the place where you're like, okay, I've received this. And now you're in the space where, okay, you're waiting for the manifestation, right? When Jesus spoke to the fig tree, it was 24 hours. When Jesus spoke to the storm, it was instantaneously. Uh, you know, but there are times in our own lives where we have spoken to something or we have, you know, quote unquote, received something, but we are not seeing the manifestation of that right away. And that is oftentimes the case when, you know, you've had a long standing um, program that is poverty or you've had long standing programming around a particular disease or a particular sickness. Or we, frankly, we've just been programmed for these things because we've lived in the world system. And so we've got this like contrary internal belief system to what we're trying to believe for or what we are saying that we have. 
Okay. And so what happens many times in that space of like, I've received it and now I see it is that doubt does start to creep in, right? We don't, we don't stay in that state of like, I already have this or what the Bible would call entering into rest. And so we aren't necessarily in that place of constantly having it or being convinced that we have it. And so these doubts creep in, we look around the natural realm, we're like, okay, I'm still in pain, the bills are still there, the debt is still there, like this isn't working, like something's not working. And we get into this thing of like, it's not working, it's not working. And then we get back into asking, we get back into like, you know, this, this place where we don't have it. And I've talked about this on the podcast, that the fact that we don't have it is why we don't have it. Because internally, we really have not received it. We really have not come into this place of ownership internally. It's not like that. the reality of us having it internally is more powerful than the the evidence outside that says that we don't have it. You know, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, it says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And so faith is, is this place of where it is the the substance of us having it, that it is the evidence. It's this internal state of being that is just a knowing. I have it. I have it, uh, and I know that I have it. I, I saw this uh, example on Facebook uh, just the other day about how, like, when we go shopping online, like, we we go to the website, we put in our credit card number, and we, you know, we we have the item that we've ordered. And then we don't sit around and wonder, like, is it coming? Is it coming? Is it coming? Like, maybe we eventually wonder if it's coming, if it doesn't come in a certain time frame that we're expecting it to come. But we're not, like, worried about... Or, or doubting that the thing that we ordered is going to come. Like we just enter into this state of knowing that it's on its way. It's coming. It's on its way. And it's only if, you know, the deadline passed or when the shipping date was or something that we'll begin to like do some investigation to be like, okay, why did I not, not receive my order? So I'm talking about this state in between. I've got it, meaning I've ordered it. It's on its way into the place where it arrives at your door. So this is a place that I feel like where most people struggle the most with manifestation. I think uh, the majority of us can understand the concept of, a, you know, I have to have something before I have it. But there's this contradiction between the seen realm and the unseen realm in the waiting, right? Like, and sometimes things even look worse, right? You know, you're you're standing for abundance and all of a sudden unexpected bills come in or or you're standing for a healing and all of a sudden it seems like the symptoms get worse, right? There's a contradiction many times that we experience between the unseen and the seen realm and it causes us to come into this place of like, oh, I don't have it, I don't have it, I don't have it, I don't have it. Am I gonna get it? And we have all of these ways that we deal with that. You know, many times we'll be like, well, God, I guess this is an answer prayer. And we have all of this theology around God sometimes heals. You never know what God's going to do. Um, maybe there's something else I need to do to get it, right? And we get it back into working for something rather than just being in rest, that it's on its way, that it's happening now, that the manifestation is in process. And so rest, you guys, is this thing that I really wanted to highlight today. Because truthfully, rest is meant to be the normal state of the believer. But because we've grown up in a world system and we've learned to be dominated by our physical senses and by what we can see in the natural realm, uh, we typically look to the outside to determine what's true rather than the inside to determine what's true. 
And what is true is that the outside and the way that we perceive the outside is a reflection of the inside. The, 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 the world is governed. Our perception is governed by the way our internal state, right? The inside produces the outside. This is why Jesus said, you will know a tree by its fruit. The manifestation is a result of the root, right? And so, so many times we're dealing with things on a fruit level rather than a root level, meaning we're not, we're, we're dealing with things on an external level rather than an internal level. And so today I want to talk about this state of rest. What do we do in the waiting? What is rest? What is that I have something, but I don't see it with my physical eyes yet? How do I stay internally in a place of rest? And the truth is everyone struggles with doubt. Right. Everyone, when you're when you're believing for something or you're standing for something or you're manifesting something that you've never had before, um, it, it, there's a new level that of, of reality that that is not a, an experience that you've had yet. And our experiences are really, really important because they, they kind of give us the reference for the future. Like we, we sit in the present and we reference the past about what is possible for the future, even though that that's not the way it works. That's just what we do internally. It's what human beings do, because the truth is the present moment is the only moment that actually exists, right? We can't, the, the past is past and the future hasn't happened yet. Now, granted, that's a linear expression of time, but still, I mean, that's the way we perceive it. And so this, this concept of rest is what do I do when there's doubt? What do I do in the waiting when it's not shown up in the natural yet? And rest is this place that God lives in. See, God has full confidence that when he speaks something, it's coming to pass. He has full confidence that when he thinks something, that it's going to materialize. And, and he is, there's no fear in love. There's no fear inside of God. There's no doubt inside of God. And so th it's a, it's a very, that's why Jesus had results every single time he prayed. That's why he had results every time he spoke to something or he heals people. It's, it's because there was no inner contradiction within him that doubted. I think the only example that I have of that is when Jesus was in the garden, right? And he just went into this incredible prayer because there was such resistance internally. He was like, you know, at the point of, of sweating blood because of this internal resistance of that, you know, and then he basically just surrendered, right? You know, um, if, if, if I don't have to go through this, Lord, you know, if there's another way, please show me. But if not, you know, nevertheless, not my will, but your will. So there was this surrender that Jesus did in the garden, you know, to, you know, be able to come back into a place of rest about his destiny. So it's not that Jesus didn't. I mean, that's the one place I can think about that internal struggle. I mean, Jesus was tempted in every way without sin. So we know that there was this internal struggle in his life, but he consistently manifested the kingdom of heaven inside of him externally. And so this concept of rest, I mean, it talks about it in Hebrews chapter four. It, you know, it talks about it in Romans. Um, is it Hebrews 4? I think it is. Yeah, and it talks about it in Romans chapter 4. It talks about that, you know, Abraham grew strong in faith, giving glory unto God until he was fully persuaded that God was able to do what he promised. Meaning that Abraham also went through this, like, these years, frankly, of, of you know, contradiction internally before he became who God said he was. And so in this place of I... I have a desire for this. I have asked for this. I have received it. And now 
I'm in that place waiting for, and you shall have it. That's where I really want to focus today. And so I want to talk about what is, what is the state of rest? Okay. And I, I wrote down this um, quote and I, I want to use it in the context of rest. Okay. And I read, and this is what I wrote down. I said, when the clouds are removed, the sun shines forth. When the clouds are removed, the sun shines forth. In other words, when we let go of what we're not, we become what we truly are. Okay, I'm going to say that again. When the clouds are removed, the sun shines forth. In other words, when we let go of what we're not, we become what we truly are. And so I want you to think about rest as the place where the sun is shining. Okay, where there aren't clouds obscuring the truth. There aren't clouds obscuring who you really are. They're not clouds that are obscuring the reality of heaven right now, right? The clouds are doubt. The clouds are fear. The clouds, honestly, are thoughts. The clouds are beliefs. The clouds are the things that obscure the truth, the truth about who you are in Christ, the truth about what belongs to you in Christ, the truth that you already have everything that pertains to life and godliness. The truth is that you already have been lavished with everything that heaven contains, that heaven is a right now reality inside of you because God is a right now reality inside of you. And so all that God is, you already have abundance, health, anything that Jesus is, you have because as Jesus is, so are you in this world. So what is hindering? What is obscuring the manifestation of Jesus through you or the manifestation of heaven through you or the manifestation of healing or the manifestation of abundance or the manifestation of peace or the manifestation of you know righteousness or anything that belongs to us in Christ? What are these clouds? Well, you know, it's, it's, it's the inner world and the inner programming and the the thoughts and the emotions that we have that are contrary to who we really are. And so let me just tell you this, that space between receiving something and the manifestation of it is a sacred place. You guys, I want you to stop thinking about that place as being a negative space. Like until I see the manifestation of this, like I'm not going to be able to rest. I'm just, because honestly, that, that, that perception of that space between I've prayed or I've declared or I've spoken or I've visualized or I've seen me having it or someone else having it into the manifestation of it in the natural, that many times we have a really bad relationship with that space. And what I believe that God wants me to communicate to you and what he wants to work on in our lives is coming into a place of rest and peace in that state and having an honor for that place, having a, that, that that is a holy place where much growth happens. I mean, this is where we are shedding the things that are obscuring Christ from being revealed in us. This is where the clouds are being removed. That's where the unbelief is coming up. That's where the, the bad programming is coming up. That's where the clouds are, are obscuring things. And so rather than running from that or judging that, or when I say judging that, judging that is wrong, judging that is bad, judging that it's not working, rather than like coming into that relationship with that space, what I want you to decide today 
is that that space is a powerful place. It's a place where transformation happens. It's a place where transfiguration happens. It's a place where, of course, manifestation happens, but it is also a beautiful space of growth. And so what I, and I just want to say this. So I want to break it down to honestly emotions at some point, but first I want to say what can't be in this space, okay? Rest is not resistance, okay? Rest is not um, warfare, okay? Rest is rest, <laughs> you know? Um, and our labor is to enter into rest, right? Our labor is to enter into the place of peace and quiet assurance internally where there is faith is a is an assurance it's a knowing it's a it's peace it's a it's through faith and patience we inherit the promises through faith and patience the manifestation happens and you know we even have a bad relationship with the word patience like we've i mean you've heard this oh don't pay for pray don't pay for patience because then you know you're going to get all these things to frustrate you but the truth is the only th reason things frustrate you is because you're frustrated internally like nothing has the power to frustrate you except you, you have, you hold the power of frustration. You know, even the enemy, Ooh, hit my hair here. Getting so, whoo. Um, uh, even the enemy doesn't have any power except what we give him. And so this space and this place, this sacred place of learning to enter into rest, of laboring to enter into rest is the process of removing the clouds. And you guys, we have so much resistance and so much warfare mentality internally. And the truth is resisting something, warring against something is the opposite of rest. And, and labor and toil is the opposite of rest. If we're going to labor or toil for anything, let's labor to get into rest. Let's labor to, 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 to understand the doubt. Let's, let's labor to, to come into the, where's the fear coming from? Like, let's labor into understanding what we need to let go of in the space between I got it and now it's manifested. Okay. Because when doubt arises, okay, that's coming internally. That is coming internally. Now, there's a voice. You may say, oh, it's the enemy, the voice of doubt. But the truth is the enemy doesn't have to do a whole lot because we've been programmed with a bunch of stuff from the natural realm. And so, you know, when fear comes up and anxiety comes up, let's just talk about financial breakthrough for a moment, because that one causes a lot of anxiety and a lot of fear for, for people. Um, you know, we, we're, we're trusting God to provide for our needs. You know, I quote unquote, trusting God, you know, to, to provide for our needs. Or we have this, you know, un, unexpected bill that needs to be paid. Or we just need the, the resources that we need to, to pursue our purpose or whatever it is, whatever it is. We're just, we, we're experiencing lack, okay? And so now we are entering into this place where we are trusting God for the manifestation of more abundance in our lives. Maybe we're pursuing a new job. Maybe we're pursuing um, building a business or building a ministry, or maybe we're pursuing real estate investing, or maybe, you know, first of all, I, I hope that when we talk about, you know, experiencing abundance, at some point, we're moving beyond just living off of miracles, right? That we're actually partnered with God for a vision that is going to lead to, to um, prosperity, you know, that, that prosperity, true prosperity comes through streams of income and, 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 and having flow, you know, ways to actually, you know, use your gifts to actually attract and give value in the world. 
But regardless, I mean, whether it's a miracle or whether you're moving towards abundance through creating something, the, the point is, is that in between the bill needs to be paid and I've received it, but it still hasn't been paid, there's a lot of anxiety and a lot of things that can come up for you in the midst of that, that waiting, in the midst of that where, where we should be in rest, but now we're battling with anxiety. We're battling with all kinds of fear. We're battling um, with our, our, you know, our physical senses that are saying, you don't have it, you don't have it, you don't have it, you don't have it. And it's really easy to try to resist that stuff. Like, you know, um, and, and I'm not saying that resisting it in the sense of like speaking the truth and speaking the truth and, you know, coming against that, my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. My God shall supply all of my riches and glory. Like saying those things, speaking the word when you're in that space, I'm not saying that we shouldn't do that. But what I am saying that there's, there, there's another way and I find it a more fruitful way that instead of just trying to talk to that lie with the truth, just continue to speak the truth, 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 truth to the lie. Part of it is to just quit being afraid of the lie, right? And just begin to sit with it and begin to like, let the Lord bring up, let the Holy Spirit bring up why you even believe this lie. Like, why do, why do I have more faith in, in poverty than I have in abundance? Why do I have more faith in cancer than I do for the ability to God to heal? Why do I, why do I have, why am I experiencing this in my life? What, what is this pattern that I'm experiencing in my life? You know, I've used the example, you guys, of, you know, wanting to have babies and experiencing serial miscarriages. And when I got curious, you know, when I got really curious about like, why is this manifesting in my life? You know, because first of all, we all go to like the devil, right? The devil is causing this in my life. The devil, and I did, right? The devil's stealing my babies. How is the devil stealing my babies? But the truth is the devil was stealing the babies through my own inner unbelief, through my own inner wrong belief, through my own inner fear. Right. And as I began to unpack that with the Holy Spirit, what I began to realize is that there had been an image of barrenness that had been programmed into my life. It had been programmed into my life by the fact that I was adopted, that my mom, my adopted mom could not have children. My mom, my adopted mom was raised by um, not her mother. And so there was like this this generational adoption thing going on in my consciousness and and that had really been programmed into me. And I was unaware of it, honestly. I was unaware of it. And then I would have, you know, I knew scripture said that barrenness was under the curse, but I didn't understand that barrenness was was inside of me, <laughs> that, that there was on some level an agreement with that. And so I was simply ma manifesting what I actually believed. And you know, I would have dreams. I would have things that would, I mean, I just had an image and I had fear. I had fear around. I, I thought miscarriage, I didn't have control. I, I, I was really felt I was at the, the victim. I was at the, the mercy, right? Of something external from me. And, and the way the Holy Spirit taught me is he taught me, he's like, you know what? You need to take the truth and you need to develop an image inside of the truth. Because if you have the image of fruitfulness internally, then it will manifest externally. So the enemy was not the, I mean, granted, he might've been the one that programmed me with the image of barrenness. And, but when that was, when I was in that space, like it was about creating a new internal image. And so in that case, the Holy Spirit led me into a meditation 
and I was nine months pregnant walking around in the garden and I stayed in that space. But it was it was the grace of God that helped me develop this new image of of being a mom and being uh, being able to carry a baby full term. And it was only when I partnered with the Holy Spirit in that space to undo the unbelief, to undo the doubt that the manifestation actually happened. And so many times for us, if we're honest and you've been in a faith, you know, a faith, a world of faith for a while, and you've heard this teaching about the power of our words, or you've heard about manifestation, you know, and you start to enter into this, you know, there are cycles and patterns of things that we have experienced in our lives that we are believing for breakthrough in, but we are so um, opposed to doing the work in between the 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 I've got it and you know it's manifested and and so we just you know say oh well this just doesn't work right the name it and claim it you know blab it and grab it and we just like oh that doesn't work that doesn't work that doesn't work because it's not working for you without realizing that the reason it's not working for you is not because it doesn't work or that Jesus was lying when he said talked about you know speaking to a mountain or or lying in Matthew. Um, uh, eleven twenty four. Like it, Jesus was, he said, truly, I tell you, whosoever, right, whatsoever you desire. Like these were universal truths that Jesus was saying. But he also talked about doubt, and he talked about the necess- necessity of believing that you have it. Like if you really don't have it, if it's not working, then on some level you're believing that you don't have it. On some level, if you're speaking and things aren't happening, on some level there's doubt, and it may not be conscious doubt. Right. It just like for me, like I did not realize that that had been programmed into me until the Holy Spirit brought it to my attention. It wasn't until I really got curious about what is happening here. What is going on internally? What, where is this fear coming from? Where is the, these images of miscarriage coming from? Where are these, these, you know, vain and wicked imaginations? Like, where was this programmed into me? Like, what is going on and what's the remedy of it? So I had to accept that somewhere I had more faith in miscarriages than I did in fruitfulness. And that sometimes is a hard pill to swallow, right? And it, it works the same when we're, we're believing for other people and those kinds of things. And it's, it's like, you know, we just want to put it all on the devil. But truthfully, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Beloved, If I pray that you would prosper, right? And be in health, even as your soul prospers. And so the poverty of the soul is what the enemy has done to us. Okay, he has programmed us to trust in the seen realm. He has programmed us that the seen realm is more powerful than the unseen realm. He has programmed us into an identity that is separated from Jesus. He has programmed us through a system, through a system called the world system, the pattern of this world to believe that we are mere human beings, to, we, we, to believe that, I mean, and he does this through the media. He, I mean, like it's, it's, it's a controlled environment, you guys. And so to come out of looking at all of that and to begin with the Holy Spirit to look internally and be like, okay, what do I actually believe? And you can look around and see what you actually believe. Okay. I mean, that's, that's, that's a harsh reality, but it's a true reality. So you can look at what's manifesting and, and honestly, you can, you can see manifested lies. Okay, if there's poverty in your life, it's a manifested life. It's a manifested life. It's real in the sense that it's physical, but it's still a lie. 
right? You can, I mean, barrenness and the, the miscarriages, it was a man, I was manifesting a lie that I could not have children, okay? I was manifesting a belief system that I could not have children. And, and I was not mad at myself for that. I mean, like getting mad at yourself, being a victim of your own thinking is not the solution. It's just simply an awareness like, oh, okay, that's there. And we have to be willing to sit with what is there. Okay, these clouds will dissipate when you sit with it. You know, it's like fear. We are so afraid of fear. We, we have been programmed to not just be, to, to have fear, but then we've been programmed specifically to also be afraid of fear. And being afraid of fear is having faith in fear. And so what, what if you just sat with fear? What if you were no longer afraid of fear? And what if it was just a feeling? What if it was just a sensation? I know we've been taught that it's a demonic spirit, but what if... What if it's just a thought process that leads to a negative emotion and the negative emotion is not powerful unless we give it power, right? The clouds, what if we began to just sit in that place of doubt and just be non-judgmental about it and be like, okay, it's there. It's not true, but I have believed it at some point. And so Holy Spirit, what's, what do I do with this? And I'll tell you what the Holy Spirit tells me to do a lot. You guys is just feel it, just feel it, just feel it. Shalise, just be with it for a minute because the energy behind that emotion will dissipate. It's just looking to be released. It's just letting go and surrendering those things to the Lord right? Surrendering the fear, surrendering the doubt, surrendering the programming. It's letting go. It's letting go of the things that we have believed, the things that we have trusted in other than the Lord and the scripture, right? And so instead of running from that, what if we just let it come up? What if instead of being anxious about anxiety, we just noticed anxiety, right? And we just thought, okay, well, this isn't from the Lord. Okay, I'm anxious. Why am I anxious? Right? Well, maybe I have a history of lack. And maybe I'm afraid of losing everything. Maybe I saw my parents lose everything. Maybe maybe my parents struggled their entire life. Maybe I've never experienced abundance. And so I don't have a grid for it. I don't even know what that is exactly. How does that even feel? Like, how am I supposed to have something? I don't even know how it feels, right? And so you you begin to like investigate that and those are the clouds, right? Those are the clouds. That's the things that the Holy Spirit, he leads and guides us into the truth. And that happens in the space of I've got it and it manifests. And so the clearing of the clouds, right? I said that, right? I said the clouds, when the clouds are removed, the sun shines forth. And so abundance is, is who you are. Abundance is your true, your spirit knows these things. The question is, what's obscuring your spirit? What are the programs? What are the motions? What are the things that are, are, are blocking you from shining, <laughs> right? Shining forth. And so I, I'm sharing, I mean, I know I'm doing a long explanation of this today, but I wanted to encourage you guys to stop running from your own inner world. And instead, become an investigator of your own inner world. Become curious about your own inner world. Become non-judgmental about your own inner world. 
and invite the Holy Spirit into the space of feeling the suppressed emotions, of feeling the repressed emotions, of of processing the things that have kept us in patterns of unbelief so that we can clear that out. You know, we do sessions, you know, we, I've talked about these, these rapid mind renewal sessions. We do those in Emerge. We do those um, in the programs that I offer. And it's amazing what happens when the Holy Spirit takes us back to an experience that programmed fear in us, that programmed lack in us, that programmed things in our lives and just shines a light on that and tells you the truth. Like when the truth comes in and the light comes in at that place of unbelief, guess what? The light dissipates that. So when we bring things into the light, guess what? It says all things are made manifest by the light. That's a beautiful scripture in Ephesians chapter five. And that scripture means that when we bring things into the light, when we bring the fear, when we bring the doubt, when we bring the unbelief into the light, guess what transforms? Guess what gets transformed? And so instead of having this, relationship of fear around this or avoidance of it, of resistance, of warfare around it. Let's surrender it. Let's bring it into the light. Let's let the God is not condemning you for your doubt. God is not condemning you for your wrong belief. He understands how that got programmed into you. He's the, the Holy Spirit just is simply saying, well, bring it to me. Let's shine the light on that. And let's let me give you some truth about that. So that will move out of the way. Because when that shifts, I will tell you when that stuff shifts, when the truth comes in and it shifts, the manifestation happens instantly. If not, I mean, it's like, it's immediate. It's immediate. And I can tell you that, that, that when you're in rest, when you're in that place of rest, let me tell you what rest feels like. It feels like an empty mind. You know, I just came back from a retreat um, with a bunch of our graduate students and we spent really three days clearing out clouds. We spent three days um, processing unprocessed stuff, but we also... Uh, spent a lot of times praying in the spirit, a lot of time in worship and just came into this place. I will tell you a great, great rest. I mean, there were times when my mind was so quiet, I couldn't force it to think, man, that's an incredible place to be. And I think that that is the normal state that we are, we as believers are supposed to live. I believe that we are supposed to live in a quiet mind. I, and I, you know, it was funny because at one point we were all kind of sitting outside and I was just kind of laying on this like sun couch out back and I was just enjoying the company of everyone. I was like, I was noticing the heat from the sun. We were in Arizona on my leg and I was like, my goodness, the sun is hot. And I was just, we just totally present. And we were supposed to start our meeting at like three. And I literally was so not plugged in to anything other than the present moment and peace and quiet in my mind that we sat there for an hour and 10 minutes and nobody even mentioned to me that we were late. <laughs> they were waiting on me. And all of a sudden I was like, well, what time are we supposed to start? And I realized, oh my gosh, it's an hour and 10 minutes of when we were supposed to start. But guess what? I wasn't trapped in time. I was not, I was literally just in the moment in a quiet mind. And I'll tell you guys, most of us don't live in that space. And the reason we're not living in that space is because we have a lot of clouds. We've got a lot of programming. We've got a lot of fear. We've got a lot of negative emotions. We've got a lot of junk that's sitting in um, our, our consciousness and our, um, our awareness rather than, than just that place of quiet assurance and peace and, and abiding and being in that place of total surrender to the Lord. Because here's the thing, receiving something is a peaceful thing. 
Okay, having something is a peaceful thing. It's not a warfare thing. If you're if we're in war, we're in resistance. We're laboring to enter into rest, and so that laboring to get into rest is that process, you guys, of of just allowing whatever's coming up to come up, dropping the judgment about it, and bringing it into the light, and surrendering it to the Lord, and letting the Holy Spirit transform it. So. I just wanted to throw that out there for today's podcast because I, I, I think we do ourselves a disservice when we when we have when we we don't go into these areas right like when things aren't happening when things aren't manifesting the way that we we wish that they would happen like what's going on this isn't working God's holding something back He's abandoned me this doesn't work manifestation is just a bunch of baloney right like we we start to judge it all rather than surrendering to the lessons and the things that God wants to teach us in the waiting and in the trusting of like, I do already have this because I'm in Christ. I mean, the truth is I do already have this. I am just like Abraham. He was the father of a nation. The only thing that had to move was a false identity. What needed to move was, you know, what the idea that age makes childbearing impossible. Like that is an unusual thought that you have to believe. That's a that's not a human construct, right? That's a heaven construct. And so coming to that place of 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 rest and 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 laboring to understand and believe something is not a problem. It's only a problem if we are in toil and we are not in a place of peace and surrender. So let's not let it be a problem. Instead, let's just sit in it with Jesus. Let's sit in it with the Holy Spirit. Let him lead and guide you. He may tell you what, you know what, you need to do at one of the sessions that Shalise offers, or you may need to do some prayer with someone. I don't know how the Holy Spirit's going to lead you. He may tell you to read a book. I, I don't know. That's what he told me. He told me to read The Fourth Dimension by David Johnny Cho when I was struggling to have babies. And he's constantly leading me to truth through books, through different things. But he is enlightening my understanding, the eyes of my understanding. He is teaching me how to be myself, how to be the true Shalice, how to how to step into a way of being. Because when we are in a way of being, then we manifest what we be, right? We talk out of what we be. We take action out of what we be. You know, I, I said this, oh man, I said that I wrote this quote down. I said, we change the world not by what we say or do or by what we have. We change the world by what we become. So if we focus more on becoming, focus more on unbecoming, maybe the things that we aren't and let those clouds clear. Well, guess what? The manifestation is the natural process. It's when we abide in Jesus, fruit flows forth. So we don't have to strive to manifest. We strive and labor to enter into rest and rest in our true, the truth. So God bless you guys. I pray that this blesses you. We're going to continue this on with this series until I feel released to stop it. But God bless you. Have a supernatural week and just come into this space of rest in between, you know, the I got it and I'm waiting for it to manifest. So God bless you. Can't wait to hear how you're applying this. Thanks for listening to Shalise's podcast. This recording is, in part, made possible by our listeners. To partner with us, visit Shalise.com, where you can donate and help us spread the good news of our unshakable union with Christ around the globe. You can also find a link there to download Shalise's book, The Path, for free. And if you're ready to discover the call of God on your life and the purpose He created you for, 
Then visit us at Shalice.com and watch Shalice's free training where you'll hear five keys to hearing God about your life purpose and transitioning into it. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, don't forget, the world needs the Christ in you.